What's up, guys? It's Little D from FMF. When I'm not mixing gas and hauling ass, I'm listening to Big MX Radio. Hey, guys, what's up? This is Andy Frisella here. You're listening to Big MX Radio. But when you're done with this episode, come check out the MFCEO project, mfceo.com. I got all your motivation. I've got everything you need to know about running your brand. I've got everything you need to know about getting shit done, and we can do it together. can't expect that everyone is as passionate about racing as we are. We can't expect that everyone is able to hear the silent call of the sea at 5am. Not everyone possesses the ability to smell the difference between rich and lean. nor the ear to differentiate the bark of two cylinders from four. It would not be fair of us to assume that the world understands the yearning and overwhelming compulsion that we have to push through pain, angst, frustration and failure. Some people might not understand the desire to test physical limits, conquer fear, or to tangle with the forces of gravity and physics. But we don't make product for them. to the future but embrace our past we study we analyze we race on Sunday so we can innovate on Monday we exercise trial and error religiously through our commitment to the pursuit of perfection. We learn. How to make products for the people that are capable of dedicating everything to sport. Whether there is a championship involved or not. Alpine stars, one goal, one vision.
from Rundle. Kingsley turns that five sideways. Brian the gate is down. This is a sharp left-hander. Who's going to shot? Looks like Darcy Lange on that Richmond Gallo Kawasaki gets the jump. That's where it all started. Big MX Radio, brought to you by Fly Racing USA, is on the air. Fueled by passion, focused on motocross. W Wheels USA, Moto Ice Wrap, Viral Goggle Brand, and Maxima USA make it possible to bring you the news, the interviews, and the point of views inside the sport of motocross. The gate's about to drop on Big MX Radio. The audio recording now. Hey guys, welcome to the Daytona Supercross review. Uh, I'm trying to reiterate that because I had to restart my audio on my side, but uh, yeah, here it is. The Daytona Supercross review from Big MX Radio. This entire podcast is brought to you by both Fly Racing, FMF, as well as Viral Brand Goggles. Go check those guys out. Um, before I get too far into this, I really want to, because I'm going to talk about the 450 second, I want to talk about the uh, the first ever uh, win from Justin Brayton. Unbelievable uh, race on his part. Uh, just a great night. Good qualifying. Um, like he gets he gets the heat race uh win and I, I think that he was really solid throughout the night. Good starts. His starts have been on point all year, uh except for a couple of different rounds, but for the most part they've been very good. And uh I found to myself that that uh he ended up he he rode extremely well. Um got himself a, a decent sized lead, managed it, um and rode it in home. I think it, it uh his lead bloomed out to as much as seven seconds at at one point and um it, it came down to just uh, like three seconds right at the end there. But uh he had the thing in control for the most part. Obviously there's a few uh, nail biting moments at the very end, but uh, a huge night for Justin Brayton. All right, let's jump into the 250 class uh, here on the Big MX Radio Podcast Show, brought to you by Fly Racing, and this 250 class review is brought to you by FMF. Jordan Smith is the man of the night. Um, the guy won himself uh, a heat race, and he won the, the main event, very much like the, the 450 class, if you think about it, but um, just a great ride from him, very consistent, uh, and he just looked like a man out there. He's a strong individual. He's uh, he's pr- pretty built pretty solid for a 250 guy. And uh, I think that this was a, a huge night for him. Um, riding with the lead, leading just about every lap to do so as well. Um, and, and I think he was able to uh, just, just put in consistent laps. And uh, I, 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 was, I wasn't really surprised by this, but it just kind of encouraged to see that the kid has been putting in the work and it finally did pay off for him. Um, his teammate, Sean Cantrell, not nearly as successful on his, his uh, adventure throughout this uh, particular main event. He's had some up and down uh, rides so far, but he ends up seventh. Um, to round out your podium, or round off your podium, I guess, um, Jeremy Martin, like I think a lot of people expected, uh, I know I, I said this in my pre, pre-race interview or pre-race preview of Daytona, that uh, I expect a season's best from him. Uh, and I, th- I honestly thought he can get on the podium, and I think that this is that's not new information. Uh, that's just uh, knowing what we're dealing with here, and it's a guy who's extremely talented outdoors. Uh, he excels in these types of conditions, and uh, in my opinion, um, Jeremy Martin should be a, a a top ten guy every single weekend. Uh, he should be a top five guy. To be completely honest, he's a, he's a he's a, 
sorry, uh, he's a, a championship contender. Um, so this, this, the, the, the track and everything that came along with it, uh, basically a perfect storm for Jeremy Martin to get his, his first, um, podium of the year. And, uh, he does so with a second place, uh, position, uh, right behind him, not too far adrift was Austin Forkner, who, uh, started out the race in, um, where did he start? Um, Third, actually, believe it or not, there was no... No, I can't be. Wow. First, second, and third all started in the exact position they were in, and none of them did it. Like, none of them moved forward or backward. Kind of amazing to think of that. Uh, the fact that, uh, of course, Zach Osborne coming across the first lap in 14th. But um, Austin Forkner, a little bit of a puzzling night for him. Uh, I didn't really see the flashes of brilliance that you've seen in the past. Uh, I expected him to uh, challenge Jeremy Martin a little bit more than he did. But uh, um, I, I think it was like he's now he's sharing the points lead with uh, Zach Osborne. But um, and, and by no means is a podium performance not a, a good one. I just thought that I, I kind of had higher expectations for a guy like J-Mart. Uh, for Forkner, rather. Um, just wearing his heart on his sleeve, Zach Osborne goes from 14th to 4th uh, fourth place, uh, passes 10 guys in the process, and uh, the, the bullets were flying all around him to make this happen. He he had himself a great night, um, like all things considered. Uh, he showed speed. I think he, he looks like a guy in control. Still holds on to that points lead. He's going he's gonna to share it with Austin Forkner heading into St. Louis this weekend. But... Um, yeah, he seems to be slowly working his way back a little bit. Not nearly as dominant as we saw from the first round. Um, obviously, rolling in with the red plate and keeping it since then has been uh, a big um, feather in his cap. But now he's got some. Th- he's threatened by Austin Forkner, and uh, he's finished behind him. I think all three of the last, uh, yeah, all three of the last races, which is uh, like a bit concerning if you think about it. But um, I-, I expect Zach Osborne to right the ship and uh, and be back near the top uh, this weekend in St. Louis. Uh, in fifth place, Martin Davalos. Not really too surprised by that. The guy is an absolute, um, he's a journeyman of the class for sure. He's got the speed. Uh, and he's been at this race numerous times. And he knows what he's doing coming into that thing. And uh, with a, with a uh, mechanic like Kyle Defoe, he's definitely on, on a great machine. And uh, he proved it. Um, season's best from Kyle Peters. And I don't think that's a career best. I believe he does have a top five finish, but Kyle Peters uh, finally writes the ship on his season by getting a top six. He looked consistent all day. Uh, good times, good qualifying. Uh, he ends up qualifying into the, uh, into the main event ninth, which means he was uh, well inside the top four or five of his, uh, of his heat race, which is, is a good sign for him. Unfortunately, his teammate, Jimmy Dakota sustained uh, two fractures to his L2 and L3 vertebrae and uh, will most likely sit out the rest of this season uh, for Supercross anyway. Um, back injuries are scary, so he's lucky to be walking, period. Um, and uh, all the best to Jimmy in his recovery. Hopefully things uh, turn around for him, and he's able to get back uh, to doing what he loves to do. Um, and I'll, I'll probably I'm going to butcher this name uh, because I've never seen it. I've seen it a bunch, and I've never actually uh, said it. But uh, um, Ramilia Alves, uh, like he gets himself a ninth place finish. I don't believe he's ever had a uh, a tenth place or inside the top ten at all. I believe this is his rookie season. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, he was even racing the, uh, um, amateur superstars at the, um, 
Monster Energy Cup this last week or this last year. So he he's he's new, he's fresh, and he is from Coconut Creek, Florida. Gets himself a ninth place. He qualified tenth, so he's he's uh, no stranger to being around there if he, if he's if he's doing that. But uh, uh, nevertheless, um, eighth off the start, he ends up ninth, and a solid day for uh, Mr. Alves. Um, a couple of no, other notable uh, seasons firsts. Not only a uh, a seasons first and career first main event for Logan Carnow, but he ends up 15th, which is pretty solid for a guy who's never been in a main event before. Uh, Josh Cart- Cartwright, I believe 11th is a best uh, best of ever finish. Same thing with Cody Van Buskirk, a guy who's missed the main event the last two year two weekends in a row. He gets right and uh, and gets onto the uh, into the top 12. And same thing with uh, with Mitchell Harrison, uh, the 450 outdoor specialist, riding a 250 indoors, and uh, did quite well with a 13th place. Uh, let's take a break right now on the Big MX Radio Podcast Show. We'll be right back with the 450s. Hey everyone, let's take a break and listen to some commercials quickly. Then we'll be right back to the podcast. Thanks for listening. FlyRacing.com is the home of quality and innovation. The design team at Fly tirelessly rebuild and retool premium lines like the Evolution 2.0 and Light Hydrogen with features like zipper lock to prevent closure failures and EVO's BOA technology, which ensures the perfect fit. Complete your protective gear combo head-to-toe with Fly Racing F2 Carbon MIPS Retrospect and Fly's entry into the premium boot segment with their sector. All products and colorways are available at FlyRacing.com. In motorsports, the action pulls us in, and often we never get close enough to the exhilaration and athletes that amaze us. Although trackside seats are available, nothing gets you closer to motocross and supercross action than the collective experience. Dave Drakes has created an exclusive opportunity to get you closer to the sport you love so much. If you want an all-access experience with Adam or Tyler Knapp, Henry Miller, John Ames, or even the cat, AJ Catanzaro, you need to check out the collective experience today. The collectivexp.com, as well as the collective ex on Instagram, is where you can find the collective experience. Do so immediately. The collective experience. Nobody gets you closer. What's wrong, Jeff? I don't know, Jay. Well, you better fuel up with a nutritious breakfast with oats and bran. Oats and bran? I didn't think there was such a thing. That's what I used to think. Now, I start out every morning with a bowl of Amigos. For extreme kids like us. That's what I call fueling for the big ride. Hey, kids, start out every morning with a fat bowl. What's up, guys? It's Bruce Cook here with Nitro Circus. We're coming to Kelowna, B.C., May 25th for the Next Level Tour, and I'm so stoked to see you there. The most action-packed event on the planet is back, bigger and crazier than ever before, with the largest ramps you've ever seen. Nitro Circus, the global youth entertainment phenomenon, returns to North America this year with the epic Next Level Tour. 
this spectacular brand new production, an all-moto adrenaline rush, will have depth-defying tricks, jaw-dropping world's firsts, and absurd stunts. It all adds up to a thrilling show simply too big to fit indoors. The Next Level Tour launches mid-May, just in time for summer, and will visit over 10 cities across the continent through June. Brainchild of Travis Pastrana, global superstar, action sports icon, and Nitro Circus ringleader, the Next Level Tour features the best athletes in action sports taking on the biggest ramps in the world. The Nitro Circus design team has put it all on the line with this show, doubling down on the risk factor. The FMX Next Level Takeoff Ramp alone, a towering 15 feet above the show floor, a whopping 5 feet taller than any ramp toured before, will launch riders more than 60 feet into the sky. The landing ramp also looms large, standing 23 feet in height. The Nitro Circus Next Level Tour will include several athletes, including Bruce Cook, Jared McNeil, Jared Duffy, Blake, Bilko Williams, and many more. For more information, visit nitrocircus.com. Hey, Big MX listeners, just wanted to take a moment to uh, let you guys know about Viral Brand and Viral Brand Goggles. Uh, Viral Brand Goggles are a relatively new company, and we've been working with them for about a year now, and uh, they've got some really cool things going on, which include uh, not only when you buy a pair of goggles, you will not only get a goggle bag, which of course you get with most goggle bags, but uh, with most goggles rather, but uh, you'll also get tear-offs, you get a 10-pack of tear-offs, and you also get an extra clear lens to go along with your mirrored lens than uh, the tinted lens that the goggles come with. Uh, so it's kind of, a more, of a, more of a package than it is just a set of goggles, which if you're going to buy goggles, you're going to need an extra lens, you're going to need tear-offs. So they take care of all that stuff for you, and uh, $74.99 US is uh, an easy asking price. They've also got a 30-day money-back guarantee. If uh, their best fit challenge, if your goggles don't fit your helmet within the first 30 days, get them back to Viral, for uh, and, and they'll take care of you, no questions asked. Uh, so check out the, the theviralbrand.com today and uh, and and see what the kind of products and the uh, the accessories that they've got. I love the goggles myself and uh, can't wait to see you guys enjoying them as well. Take care. And we're back. Big MX Radio Podcast Show still here, still breaking down Daytona. Daytona Supercross Review and uh, we're heading into the 450 class, which is of course brought to you by Fly Racing, their brand new kinetic mesh 8 2018 and a half stuff came out, a couple of diff- different colorways, really, really neat to see, uh, and the, the gear looked great, obviously Brayden was, uh, I don't think he was actually wearing in the night show uh, the uh, the different colorway, I think he was wearing the mesh stuff, but either way, he was, uh, the, the red, white, and blue stuff looks good, the all black stuff looks good, uh, go check it out on flyracing.com. Um, now the 250 class, the 450 class rather, these guys are, your, this is your premier, premier class. And before, as I mentioned at the top of the show, Justin Brayton takes home his very first Supercross win as the oldest to ever do so, which is a huge feather in his cap. And the fact that this Daytona, I, his reaction was uh, as genuine as they come. I think that this guy really, really cares about the sport, and uh, he's been a great ambassador for a long period of time. He's ridden for a bunch of different teams. He's always been a professional. He's always given good interviews. He's always um, just like treat like uh, carried himself as a, as a, a great professional motocross racer. Maybe not the the, the accolades and the, the race wins that, that guys 
um, that other guys have, but he's he's just an absolute class act, and uh, and I was I think that I was happy to see him get the win. I think there's a lot of people who all at once were just saying uh, good for him because uh, he he earned that one and uh, deserved it. And he even had some some pressure at the end of the end of the race there. I think Eli Tomac would admit that uh, he gave him all he had coming all the way back from twenty uh, twenty second to get second place. Um, like it's it's up for discussion whether or not uh, Eli had a little bit left in the tank to go catch uh, Justin Brayton, but uh, honestly, three seconds on the last lap is a lot to make up, and he wasn't able to do so. Gets himself a second place position. Started out the, his uh, his night twenty uh, second. Came across his finish line on the first lap, twenty second place. That means he didn't even pass anybody on the first lap. That, that is really astounding uh, to come all the way back. He earns twenty three points on the night. Um, he made up quite a few. On uh, he he gave uh, how many points? Seven points. Seven points on uh, on on Jason Anderson. Obviously, uh, the championship is all but gone for for Eli. But either way, still making up some points. Uh, probably not as many as he wanted to, but nevertheless, uh, ten points would have really helped out his cause. But uh, nevertheless, he put gets up seven, um, and, and and a good night for him. I think uh, as far as coming back, um, he looked like. Um, the Eli Tomic that we know, uh, I was surprised to not see him win his third in a row, um, Daytona's, but, um, Cooper Webb, a guy who has struggled as of late, um, finally kind of turns things around a, a second, a third place position. Uh, he, he qualified decent. He started out eighth, worked his way forward into the third place position and stayed there. Uh, basically capitalized on some mistakes from uh, Christian Craig, Marvin and Marvin Muskan to eventually put himself in that spot, but he definitely earned it. Um, is this uh, a sign of things to come for, uh, for Cooper Webb? I wouldn't necessarily say that this is, uh, Daytona is a totally different animal all in of itself, but uh, if anything that does give him a big sh- uh, shot of confidence moving into the next rounds, uh, St. Louis being a race that I don't believe he's ever, uh, I, I don't think he's ever raced it to be completely honest, or maybe he did last year. Um, with, I don't know, he, he missed a couple of races with, uh, with, with an injury last year, but either way, um, Cooper is, uh, is well on his way to, uh, to being successful in the 450 class. And, uh, in my, in my humble opinion, I think that, uh, he should be doing even better than he currently is. I think he's, he's a talented rider and, uh, his, his ceiling is far above where he's currently at. Christian Craig riding really well earlier in the, in the race, um, had himself a good qualifying race, had himself, um, a decent finish, a fourth is nothing to scoff at. I think he'd be happy with that, um, but definitely was in a position to do even better, uh, starting out the, the night in second place, and um, and kind of he hung in there for a, for a fourth place, and good on him. Uh, a rather eventful main event for. Marvin Muskan, who ends up going off the track in one instance, the bike most likely twisted up a little bit and then goes down again in one of the sand corners, just kind of stuffs it in there. Um, before I move too far off of uh, Cooper Webb and Eli Tomac, of course, um, everyone saw the, the, the takeout move. And it was a takeout move. It wasn't even a pass. Uh, Eli Tomac getting in there uh, in the heat race. Uh, I believe it was for a, for the lead, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, Cooper was having none of it. Stood up on top of uh, Tomac's bike while he got himself going, uh, which I think is justified. I think that was a, a, a not a wise move from Eli. And um, I don't think that those, those two are, are 
are on each other's Christmas list anymore. But uh, yeah, I was surprised that uh, no closer racing uh, between the two of them in the main event. Eli actually went around them in the same corner that he passed Christian Craig in, made short work of him, and see you later. Um, great night for Weston Pike. Um, he ends up in sixth place. That's pretty much where he's been all year. But uh, the fact that... Um, like regardless of what the track is, regardless of where he's at, he's doing well, and uh, I was I was pumped to see a sixth place with him. Horrible night from Jay for Jason Anderson. He catches um, a connection with Vince Freeze. Uh, Vince Freeze ends up uh, they they go down together actually, and uh, Vince ends up only able to come back to a seventeenth. But Anderson uh, did a ten better by going all the way up to seventh place position, which is pretty much damage control. Uh, he obviously loses some points to Marvin uh, and Eli in the championship, but for the most part, uh, damage control was done. And behind him in eighth place was Dean Wilson, who um, is is still coming back from a shoulder injury. A lot of people are forgetting about that. Um, but uh, for the most part, I think the guy should be starting to feel pretty okay. Obviously, that injury happened on the first night of the year. Um, so, and, but the recovery time is not the same if, if he is, if he was doing nothing, he's been, he's been torturing that thing, uh, for weeks on end. So, uh, an eighth place, good finish for, uh, for, for Dean, but I, I would honestly like to see him crawl closer to the top five. I think that's closer to where he belongs. Another guy who uh, maybe didn't have the Daytona he would like, would like to write home about Blake Baggett. Um, had himself, uh, a decent qualifying. He ends up sixth, coming in so he's top three in his qualifier but uh, a ninth place finish is a uh, big gulp of trash juice that uh probably doesn't leave a nice taste in your mouth on a, on a sunday or a monday evening uh, after daytona uh a guy who who currently lives in florida he's been back there uh he prides himself on doing really well at daytona ninth place not what he was looking for um and 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 same can be said about uh, the another ktm that ended up right behind him uh, which was Benny Bloss. Benny ends up, uh, t- or not, ben, uh, Brock Tickle. Brock Tickle, um, a guy who rides for Factory KTM. I think there's a lot of people who would expect him to be it well within that top 10. But uh, in, in in a lot of ways, there can only be so many top 10 guys. We often talk about who should be a top 10 guy, and there's usually 15 of them. Um, so, and there was some, there was some up and down uh Results, uh, including uh, Bradley Taft making his very first main event of his career in four in the 450 class. He's been on that bike for about a week and two days, um, filling in for Alex Ray on the Rock River uh, Yamaha team, and he's doing quite, doing so quite admirably as well, and getting himself in the main event. I actually expect him to get in the main event at uh, Atlanta, but he wasn't able to do so. Um, Carlin Gardner also makes his first main event of his career on I, what I, what looks to be a 2016 um, 450 that he's uh, he's using to uh, from the BWR engines. Uh, probably solid looking solid, solid bike and a solid uh, finish for him. Uh, having to come in through the LCQ is Tyler Bowers. He ends up 14th, probably not the the finish that he's looking for, considering he's he's on that factory Kawasaki machine, but um, still a, a decent showing for for Tyler Bowers. I don't really know where I expect him to be. He's so up and down as far as his results uh, of late, but uh, I, I definitely think a factory machine should be um, chipping away at that uh, at that top top 
top 10. So, but a uh, 14th decent night for, uh, for Tyler Bowers. Um, last few things before I let you guys go. Um, Chad Reed racked up yet another start of his career, uh, 12th place, um, actually qualified, not terribly, but, uh, either way, um, I was surprised to not see him closer up to, uh, in, on a track like this where, um, it just, it, uh, it rewards being a technical rider. It rewards creativity and rewards a lot of things that Chattery does really well. But uh, clearly the injury is still holding him back. But uh, that's it, guys. There's the, our, our review podcast of Daytona Supercross. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you, hope you learned something that you can put towards your fantasy team or uh, just provide more ammo for bench racing. Um, as always, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll check in again soon. Talk to you later.